The Daily Talk Show, Ep 12. It is, uh, what are we? <laughs> Wednesday? Yeah. It's Wednesday. It is the uh, 31st of January. This is the last day of the month. This is not a paid sponsor. Um, 7-Eleven was there today and they've got $2 Sandwich Wednesday. Oh, I really? buy Every one. Wednesday. $2 Sandwich and Sushi. I don't know how much I want to be eating sushi from 7-Eleven. Yeah, or sandwiches for that matter. The sandwiches look all right. They've t- I've actually eaten one. They're five bucks normally. I reckon I've probably only had... Uh, less than a half a dozen sandwiches from those like shops like that in my yeah. life. It's just so far on my list. Look Probably at- Pret. Do you, remember, you know Pret in the UK? No. Pret and Munje or whatever it's fucking What's called. That? It's like a. Um, uh, how would you describe it? It's just like a like a Seven Eleven type thing, but it's a bit sort of. Like one step above, they do like sandwiches. They do these really yeah, yeah. nice brownies and shit. Cheap, uh, cheap lunches. And when I was um, there, like in London for the Olympics, that's all I was like eating was Pret. 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 And well, there's ones in like New York and shit now. There's a million ingredients on the back of these sandwiches, so you know, like I think they, yeah, there's shit in them. But two bucks, like it's not bad. Yeah. The, anyway, the, when this is not endorsed. Well, yeah, but also I don't think sandwiches are as healthy as. What people don't you think that when we were kids, sandwich was the healthy option? Salad sandwich. Yeah. Well, when it's on white bread, it's, it's bullshit. Sugar, and it depends on what's in it. Yeah. If it's peanut butter and jelly. How do um, being the thirty first? How do you how do you remember what um, how many days are in a month? I don't. <laughs> I've really? got a calendar to do so. There's there's this thing on the knuckles. Yeah. That you can do, but. So I, I forget it. I, I don't. There's, there's like things the 30 you store days in your have head. September, April, June, June and, and November. November. All the rest, rest have, have 31. 31. And then it's like, except but, for February, that has 28 days on, which is where that's where it loses. But it's me. like me going, what month is the sixth month of the year? I have to go January, February, March, April, May, June, June. Yeah. Ah, or like, what's the fourth or what's the eighth? Mm-hmm. Ninth is my birthday. Yeah. So it's like these things that I don't store in my head. Yeah. You learn these little songs which are catchy at school. But it's I, a good I've way of never, learning. Yeah, but then I've never stored them because I still have to go. What month is? Do you, seven? how do you remember like north, north, south, east, never west, eat or, soggy wheat mix? Yeah, pigs. exactly. Or there was like never. But I still ent- have to go through the never eat soggy yeah. wheat mix to get to, which is like there's some people, and maybe you're thinking I'm a dumbass. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah, the <laughs> um, I've been thinking about minimalism a bit, and. Uh, what it's made me realize is what do you do when you do have shit that you need to get rid of? Are you a good seller of secondhand, like your secondhand shit? It's time consuming. So yeah. the before, and I know there's a movement around like hustle, sell your shit, make the 20K. Yeah. And you can, there's a lot of money you can make from selling your stuff, but you got to be up for dumb conversations. Use Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Someone asked me, I used it, I, saw, I can't remember what Amy and I sold. They asked me where, where St Kilda was. Are you fucking kidding me? You've got Google, you're on the internet. You could easily look at where St Kilda is. Where were is. they coming from? Somewhere in what Melbourne. What were you selling? Fuck, what did we sell? Oh, I cannot remember. We've sold like chests of drawers on there. I, oh, I sold it. Yes, this is what it was. A cabinet that was a TV cabinet. Mm-hmm. And someone asked me, where's St Kilda? Oh fuck! Did we talk on the air about your story about your remote, the TV in Sydney and the oh, remote control? Pest! Yeah. See, that was selling online. Yeah, I sold a TV that I got. It was actually a TV I got for my 18th birthday. 
still going strong on my like 26th a birthday. No, it was like a... Um, Panasonic? No, it was a random brand. I can't, yeah. I, I can't even remember the name of it. Anyway, I sold it and because I was living in Sydney at the time with the TV, I left the remote back in Melbourne and so here it is up online. This guy comes and buys it. 20 bucks for a working mm-hmm. television, 32-inch LCD. And then he's chasing me up for four months after. Hey, mate, just wondering if I could grab the I remote. I hate that shit. And that's, and that's why, that what, that's what puts me off mm. selling shit. Because it's like, hang on, there's, a, you know, there's the, the movement around saying no and all that sort of thing. Like, why allow all these people in? Like, it's so in, in the nitty-gritty, isn't so it? That's what you're going to be up for. If you're going to sell stuff online... And Bree's done it a few times where she's actually just um, using Airtasker or something, trying to get someone to do a task. Constantly, like on the te- like, what are you doing? Oh, just had a guy text about the van. He can do it for X amount. Like, it's just ongoing. Um, I was chatting to a windscreen wiper. What's his name? Like, at the lights. Yeah, at the lights. What do you call them? What, what would you call that as a profession? Fucking professional wind unemployed. Screen. literally like it's not they're they're not paying shit to the ATO that's for sure he came over to me and and he's like you want and I was like nah and then he squirted some water and he committed he's like I'll do a free one for you and so he starts wiping he starts washing and then he comes around to me and um, I wind down the window and I said "Uh, how are you mate yeah good mate it's hot yesterday just talked about the weather as you do Um, I said well you're out he said nah dinner's too hot um, but then I said, oh, I don't have any money, mate. He's like, nah, that's all right. It's all a part of the job. I don't know yeah. where I was going with this, but oh, I was thinking. Well, did you say it's not a fucking job, first of all? <laughs> I no, appreciate anybody who's trying to exchange something for money. Yeah. So these guys, girls at the headlight, at the lights, they do. They're actually doing something. So I like rewarding that. I mean, versus being, say, having the cardboard and having a sub story or whatever. I I, I mean, saw it's on a start- different league. They're probably mentally a bit more capable if they're at their mm. lights to be doing that. There's yeah. a reason you're sitting on a piece of cardboard. Yeah, there's many reasons. Yeah, but in terms of just people who are trying to make money, they ca- they say to themselves, "I can't get a fucking job," mm. but then they'll go and do that. So it's like a mini entrepreneur. Where Didn't they're you have doing a guy something? in Bondi who you who did quite well. I feel like there was. I remember you telling me a story about. No, a, I told you, Viva Cool City, this um, ahead of its time documentary show. Yeah. Um, that was just an online show. They did a piece on a guy who worked at the headlights at the at the lights the on um, on Victoria Street. Okay. Yeah. in a day he once made. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I was thinking about that being an interesting experiment, being Mm. like, I like the idea of doing shit jobs as a way of getting out of my comfort zone Mm. because I think about the reaction that I have with those those types of people and I try and be as empathetic as possible. Um, But yeah, at the same time, it's like you'll say no and they'll do it anyway or... The beggars, uh, I mean, they're not really beggars. Yeah, I guess they're beggars. In um, Italy, you'll experience this when you go. Uh They've worked out that people probably just won't give them money. But if you go and steal a bunch of lighters, Mm -hmm. you can sell the lighters for a euro each. Uh, So they're all trying to sell something, a a notepad, a a pen, uh, a lighter. And I thought about it. It's like it's a a good in. They've worked it out. They've adapted. They've worked out that they need to give some sort of value. Yes. 
So there's a value exchange yes. going on. And that's what the guys at Lights are doing. And that's what, like, especially artists or buskers, that's what they're doing. That's a, just yeah. a transaction. It's saying, I'm going to perform for you and you're going to pay or something like that. But I just, this, I've got so many old cameras and things that I don't use that I just struggle with letting go of, not mm. because, um, not because I need it. And this is where I guess I'm going to have to work through from a minimalist point of view, but just because it's too fucking hard to get rid of it. Mm. Well, I think there's a time where you throw stuff out or you yeah. give it away yeah. or you go and not giving it away online because people still ask questions. What happened with that guy? Oh, we we had a, we did an, Ike, we put an Ikea shelf up for free and it was missing a screw and then he was like following up saying hey have you got the screw and then Brie found the screw and was like oh yeah okay and then trying to fucking organize for it. I'm like I wouldn't even do this for myself like I wouldn't why are we why are we spending so much time on this yeah. but the um, I even think about books like I went through a stage where I'm like you know what I'm going to get rid of all my books I don't need books and Brie we're looking pushed, at Josh's yeah. bookshelf right now Brie, there'd be a hundred books there. yeah Brie was pushing back on it saying like no they're nice it's sort of they look like aesthetically aesthetically they look great and they mean something blah 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 you've got fuck all in this house like if you're thinking about being a minimalist you'll have nothing in this house after because yeah. you guys have run a tight ship here my place Amy's got so much stuff yeah and we're getting rid of it but it's like you do accumulate stuff I just I love getting rid of stuff, but it's just the process. I think I just want to get way better. It's just things that are like, say I've got like a, a camera that I bought, you know, eight or nine years ago for five and a half grand mm. and being like, I don't really want to give it away. I probably could sell it for like 700 bucks, but I also don't want the conversation around like, I don't have the chart. I can't find the fucking charger for it. Comes so I just with don't... no charger. No, yeah. like you got to s- stipulate. Yeah. What is eBay? Have you done that? eBay before? I've never sold on eBay. Yeah, it it becomes a world like you need to learn about that stuff. Well, it's like I bought all those fucking books. I bought like dozens of the same book, and they just still sit um, at my office because uh, it just put it like I asked people on social media, "Hey, do you want do you want yeah. a book?" So, it was hang just, on, speaking of books, I've got a mate who I recommended. Mm-hmm. The uh, was the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I, I recommended that he got the audio book, and then his brother bought him the hard copy. Yeah. And I saw him the other day, and he said to me, "I said, oh, I, I, oh he said I listened to I've, I've been listening to that book, and my brother bought it for me. Oh, I fucking hate it." And he was so yeah. passionate about hating this thing. Yeah. And I was thinking, this dude is polarized. Mm-hmm. Is that this right? Yeah, he's yeah. polarized on this one thing. He's got so much hate for this one thing. Yeah, what was it? For the book. Oh yeah, and sure. for the message in it, and and so my thinking was just like, fuck, I'm not. I don't have anything that I'm that hatey against. But there's a lot of people that ha- are polarized by topics or yeah. things. Is there, have you got anything that you're just like, I no, I don't think hate. I. I've, and this is what I've always struggled with is I don't necessarily get too political. Like nothing, mm. like I feel, and maybe that's my own privilege coming in. But or I see a safety pe- mechanism because you, you well, know the rabbit hole leads enough, you But down. I just don't like, I don't, I feel like I don't know enough to be able to have an informed opinion on these things. So then that's an awareness that you don't know enough because I don't think these people 
the far There's left, so the many far people, right. I don't think they know enough. Yeah, because there so is another side. Fucking talking shit about things, and they just like yeah, you're taking what you've read and you're regurgitating it. Yeah, but it's you're not um. Like you, you are still the result of what you consume, yeah. and you only you you don't have infinite amounts of time to consume everything. You haven't had infinite amounts of time to be able to speak to everyone, get every every perspective, like be in the White House, do mm. all that sort of stuff. So like even even though I think Donald Trump is a bit of a is a twat, I also think about it. I'm like, uh, I think about like YouTube commenters. I'm like. Well, he's fucking done it. Mm. And you got like, there is something in that. Like everyone can be like, he's fucking dumb. He's this or that. He's president of the United States. <laughs> the most powerful country and in the world. It, it be, and so that's a, that's a thing. I mean, I don't think that, um, I don't necessarily put huge amounts of respect or weight onto people who have money or things like that. I don't think that they're some sort of special breed. Um, but I think that that is the the interesting thing. So, like, we can look at Donald Trump and say, okay, well, he's um, this is he's so outrageous. And I'll occasionally, if I find something that's just funny that he's done, I'll post about it, like him sipping water or something, looking like a goof. Everything other than the the role that he's meant yeah, to be doing, exactly, is what you but, find entertainment. But, but the the thing is that he um. He's there. He's polarizing so, as and a the character. System, and the system has allowed it, yeah. which is fascinating, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What about Australia Day? Australia Day is a good example because... Um, I made a video for a company, I think it was only a year ago, yeah. that was Australia Day focused. Mm-hmm. And in the span of 12 months, this year, I thought about me making that video yeah i was like i would never do that again and it's and it's been 12 months this shift there's a real focus yeah on definitely like i mean i'm i don't know like from just a little bits of seeing what like in wa and seeing the the history it's so fucked up what happened uh, to the Mm. aboriginal people and it's uh it seems like it's very black and white in some regards, and it's also extremely complex. Mm. Um, but I think that they were, you know, what is what there's no doubting is that there was all this uh, mistreatment and trying to sort of wipe them out and all this fucking gross stuff. Um, and I'm I feel like I'm not uh, educated enough uh, to believe anything else. Like, so people come out and they would say, "No, you shouldn't change the date." Like, I haven't heard a good enough argument to state why the date should remain the same. And the only thing people will say is, we've gone too fucking PC, what are we going to do next? Mm. And I think that that's like the argument for all these things. It's like same-sex marriage, they say that, right? It's like, Mm. well, if we fucking let, if we let the gays get married, then we're going to be, people are going to be able to marry their fucking pets, which is Mm. just bullshit. Um, But the shift, right? So I... You know, five years ago, change the date, all that sort of thing wasn't even in my mind. Like Australia Day was yeah. a thing to be celebrated. And on Australia Day, I didn't engage in anything. I didn't have a barbecue, didn't sort of, because I just didn't feel like, um, uh, yeah, I'm not, because I am 
a supporter of being like fucking doing the right thing and it feels just feels like the right thing is to um you know support the move to make things better so there's a few things here from my time on radio we were encouraged told whatever it be to have a side to yeah. pick a side because when there's a conversation you and i talking mm-hmm. if we're both just up in the air about something it makes for a pretty bland conversation yeah there's no but the problem is right it forces dumb fucking people to have a side exactly yeah and then there's also the people that don't think about it like that they're triggered and they're on that side yeah i mean so i've got friends who are in radio who uh would do breakfast radio or things like that and they'll be talking about things i'm like i've spoken to you i know you don't care enough about this so just don't play and that's that's a very specific fm space world that you're living in but i think this is what's great about these types of things where we can sort of talk and i'm saying i don't know and i and i i hope that the things i say aren't offensive because i realize that like i'm only getting one viewpoint i'm only get like i grew up in the southeast suburbs where you know australia day would have been a celebration mm. i'm sure the school would have done stuff and it would have been a big thing yeah. but i've got to say on Australia Day evening when there's the Australia Day celebrations in Sydney and Grant Denyer's, you know, happy Australia Day and doing all that sort of stuff, it did um, it did feel a bit odd. I was like, mm. oh, I don't know if I would... How much um, influence has the media outlets had on that, do you think? Like if you were to internalise going, uh, you know the headline of yeah. the date needs to change yeah. in a newspaper on TV is going to get people thinking... And but I think course, it's, it hasn't. I haven't consumed. I didn't consume any mainstream media. Yeah. All mainstream media was pro Australia Day, as far as I was aware. The only like Channel Nine, and that's even you know like um, you know people who I respect who are journalists, you know, and they're doing Instagram stories about Australia Day and Happy Australia Day, everyone. Um, so maybe we are in a tiny bit of a bubble. But um, at the same time, the the stuff that I'm... We're in Yarra Council, right? And Yarra Council was like the first council to say, we are not recognising this date now. Like, we're not doing... Like, we're changing direction on, on Australia Day. Uh, and, and so that's a, a collective decision for a council. Yeah. So there's not an individual behind it, but the people that work there think that this is the best to save face or to show that we're supporting something. Well, it's right? not even saving it's not I don't think saving face is the the right word because I think that it would I think that implies that you're just sort of going like I think But there's no individual behind it. So it's not one person because there could be uh, ten people making this decision. Six people don't think it's worth changing and don't think it's worth talking about that we're changing this thing that we're doing we're not celebrating yep. and then the other people the, it's more polarizing so they go with the lower well i, think I mean we're speculating here we don't know yeah this is the, th- the thing is i think that it comes down to what is the argument for s- keeping the date mm. and i can't think of one i can't think of exactly a, a reason so, May 8th. i mean and Mate. yeah so i think that that's um that's a big part of it but it's uh it's interesting because I've always felt like I didn't want to. Um, I, I saw a, uh, a Neve from um, Catfish did a, 
a post about sort of um it was like a remembrance sort of thing around the holocaust mm. and he was talking um i'm gonna do that thing that you were saying never works out which is trying to reference something you know i tried to it's reference the, the, you... the book because it takes too long and all that sort of thing but what he was basically saying is if you don't if you don't help minorities if you don't support you know the different things that so say the the feminist movement that's happening if you're not supporting all of these different things one day you'll be the minority and no one will be fucking there so his thing was first they came for the socialists and i did not speak out because i was not a socialist then they came for the trade unionist and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. And I think that, um, I mean, it's got a selfish connotation, which is like the only reason that we should be supporting any minority is because one day we might be fucked and need yeah. some help, which I think is probably the wrong attitude. But yeah, I just think... I, do, I rarely, if you look at my social media, I don't fucking post anything that's too sort of political. Mm. And I, I love like looking at politics and all that sort of thing, but I don't necessarily, like what I enjoy is the, the, obs- like, the observation of the, so for instance, it's like sport. I will, I like, I don't necessarily have a team. I like watching mm. a game and saying, okay, and, and, and seeing how that dynamic goes, and that's what I think that I'm interested in. But well, people think the, that that's a cow. Like, is that a cowardly thing to do? I think it's the safest route to play is you not having a side. Yeah. But I'm not. But I don't also think that you have to have a side because if you are honestly feeling the way you do, which is, uh, I don't really have feelings on this. I don't yeah. know all the facts, so I'd like to know them. But there comes a point where it's like, if you were pushed on something, uh-huh. which one are you? Are you a Which feminist? Which side are you? Well, I think it's. I think that's a a polarizing question now because no one knows. Well, am I a new wave feminist? Do I believe in equal rights for women? Fucking oath, I do. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, my mom. It's like yeah. I've got women close to me. So of course, like the thought of women years ago not being able to vote. What? How? Like I'm so glad I wasn't in that time. I feel yeah. privileged to be in a time now where so much shift has happened. It but then there's this whole feminine movement yeah. that if you look into, there's some stuff going on that I don't agree with. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, I've always... Like, the I've, topic's too big to have an answer like yes or no. Yeah. Because it doesn't deserve a yes or no answer. Are you a feminist? Yes or no. Well, you know, it's like saying the gender pay gap. Is it true that women earn 80 cents to the dollar across men? It's it's a too big of a complex topic yeah, but for I me think, to say that's true or not. But I think that what we can do, like I think always default, like what feminism is about, like from my understanding, being a feminist is is about equal rights, is about females being seen as... So I think that while all while people might try and polarise by, you know, through making it about other things or doing other stuff, like for instance... I'm a, I see myself 100% as a feminist and then these little things will happen, say with Aziz Ansari and how all of that stuff played out where he sort of goes on a date with some uh, someone, things happen, they get intimate, it's all consensual and then afterwards the girl sort of comes out, you know, in an article talking about, 
I didn't really feel comfortable. I was sort of hinting to this or that. And I think that that is a dangerous fucking area that we're playing in. Uh, because I think, but I think at the same time, we need to, um, it's so difficult because we need to create a safe space mm. for everyone. And, um, but you feel what the energy is even just having this conversation about what happens. Yeah. So you, you're tiptoeing around, which I'm doing because I don't know all the facts. Yeah. And if I was to say I'm not a feminist, imagine that answer to people is but I feel like you need on, an answer now. I think nowadays like... Because the media is making you... Because what about the guy that says, oh, I'm not a feminist? And they say, what do you mean? And you say, well, the new wave feminists, I don't agree with what they do, but I agree with equality within men and women yeah. on all levels. Yeah. But I, but I don't so want to use the label as a feminist. But so this, and I think this is the, the thing, right? It's like yeah. I don't fucking like left and right. Like I was having a, a conversation with a really smart lady scientist. Uh, she's a, uh, she would count herself as being a sort of a left, sort of leftist sort of thing. And to be honest, this is how fucking dumb I am. I didn't even know left and right was it. This is only really, I've only really started to grasp these things at a very basic level mm. in the last like three years. And it was like, I, I couldn't have even told you a year and a half ago. So I reckon September of, uh, of 2016, I couldn't have told you uh, the Democrats and Republics say in the US mm. whether they were right or left or what, like, what all of this means. I didn't even, I, you know, going back not that far, I thought news was news. And obviously... News was true? Or news no, was... news was news as in I didn't realise that there was... Agendas behind. Fucking all of this. Like, I understood that there was obviously you, when you report, your, you've got to have a focus and all that sort of thing. Mm. But I didn't realise that it was uh, seen so systemically in you have some people watching conservative right sort of wing and then left wing so are you listening are you watching fox news are you watching cnn yeah. and things like that all of this stuff like i think that the the worst thing about this is for people like me being an overthinker i just don't know where mm. like so maybe I, you end up in that i i'm sort of in the middle i don't know enough because it's the you're confused. Yeah. Well, I think it's a turbulent time, right? I think that like we even looking at things like North Korea, yes, the, you know, there's a horrible regime happening yeah. and all of this stuff, but we don't want to see millions of people die mm-hmm. from being in a situation, a regime that they can't control. They're stuck in this place. And because we're sort of feeling threatened that we nuke them. I mean, that's that's a horrendous solution. I think you. It's a pretty safe place to live in, where whatever you're polarized by, ask yourself the question: What is the other side's point of view? Yeah. And just take and just looking at it, hearing it, because mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at left-leaning media or right-leaning media, in that fact, what they're saying is their side, but there is also this other discussion. Radio these days. How how much of a discussion can you have? And it's not a discussion if it's a three-minute talk break yeah. because there is another side. And some people change their mind in conversations. Mm-hmm. I could be convinced of something that I'm truly passionate about after a conversation with somebody who's truly passionate about the other side. So it's like we owe it to ourselves to act, look, have that 
middle ground and going, okay, wait. Yeah. Do I need to know a few more things? Here? I think the the one thing that I've always um, struggled to understand, or and I and I reach out to my friends who are in these situations and stuff to better understand. I wonder if, as a dad, you've been able to sort of um, it's fucking pissing down now. It's uh, it's, right. it's hitting eleven a.m. here in in Melbourne. The thanks, weather guy Josh. <laughs> no worries. The uh, uh, having a kid. Yeah. Right. And the impact that that has on women in the workplace. Yeah. How have you found? How has Amy found that experience? And do you think? And cause one of the things I find interesting is the companies that have really amazing um, maternity or mm. uh, uh, what's the, the what's company the, Amy works for now? Great programs and things like that, right? Five grand once you've had a baby, yeah. they'll give you five thousand dollars. So if you've been with them for a year, what I find interesting is it's like um i i'm not necessarily planning on having kids and i wonder like how much flexibility like one thing question to me so so my my question is are people trying to have it all is it is it okay to say that you have to pick having a career or being a parent or like I feel like we're putting so much pressure on people now to have that amazing career to be able to like if you think about it fuck people we saw someone the other day one of your friends who it's like they're just settling on a house and they're like oh we want to be able to travel the world Mm. it's like we are living in this paradox whereas people are, are planning these they're wanting to be a parent but they're wanting to work full time. You, you need to ask a question to me as a parent, because I can give the side of. Yeah. What so I, I mean, what's been your what's what's your experience? How has your experience changed? Do you think that it is okay and fair to try and have that career? And because I think that that ties into that sort of gender piece as well, mm. right? Where it's like, how can women develop their careers if they're fucking spending, you know, all of these months yeah. on leave? So. Your life completely changes once you've had a kid. And there's a period of maybe three months mm-hmm. where the mother, in most cases, is the sole person that's there that can keep that kid alive. And if Amy wasn't there and Bodie was born and I had to do it, there is ways. You can feed them. You know, there's plenty of ways. And, yeah. of course, you can do it. But I, in Amy's case, she was wiped out. Uh-huh. There was no going back to work quickly. She had things come up and it is this complete shift and it would rattle your mindset. And there's also the case of if you were a career-driven woman. priorities, right? We yeah. think about like, so I was just talking to you about this earlier. Apparently, I was listening uh, to the minimalists talk about the word priority mm. and it's only been in the last couple of centuries that the words changed to a, a plural, priorities. So priority used to be the first thing, the one thing yeah. that you're going to work on. And now we talk about priorities. Are you right there itching your nuts? <laughs> I the, put my hand down my pants. I was re reassessing, the, realigning. The it's all the feminist talks, made you. <laughs> the no, but the um yeah. So now we're expected to have multiple priorities. So I guess you know is is um how how is handling that as a parent to have those different priorities? Because I guess that you've your priority, I guess, can solely be on Bodie and the family, and based on that, you need to work hard to be able to. Mm. 
to do that. But do you have any more thoughts on sort of that parenthood? And I think for a lot of women, it's massive generalization, but it is difficult. Yeah, it is totally diff- it is massively difficult to be that career. Like you see the people that are dedicated to their careers, and it's what they focus on. And all of a sudden, your priority becomes a child and keeping it alive. Yeah. And it then depends on your priority as a parent. Where, where are you placing your time? So, for instance, we see uh, there's some kids, like we've been to these daycares, right? And there's kids that are getting put into daycare at six weeks old. Yeah. And for our situation, Amy and I and, I and little Bodie, six weeks I could not think of anything worse than putting my kid into daycare yeah. at six weeks and us going back to doing the thing that we want. It doesn't because make it would conflict sense. with our priorities, right? Yeah. And also I think with this like daycare and like are we have we got everything out of whack? Have we got every like why why do we have this desire to do that? Like handball like it feels like we um What did and- Amy say to me? She said this morning you know, there's a lot of things that don't come naturally to me as a mother, changing nappies and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. She's felt like there's a disconnect there. The connection love-wise and caring for somebody that's not her is so natural to her. But she says there's a lot of things and she thought she would be that mother yeah. that she was think- that she's not. She's the, she's the best mum, but there's also stuff where she's like, I, it's not there for me in that way. Yeah, Like she, her not being around Bodhi because he's in daycare, she's a better mum. Yeah. And so she It's really interesting. I think she, that this is... Actually, recharging this emotional battery. I think that you're hitting the nail on the head here because I think that there's... You know, I've got friends who, you know, start businesses or do something because it's like, if I don't do this, I just have to be the stay-at-home mum and I don't want to be that. And I think that that's a very... It's an interesting realisation that it doesn't feel like it's spoken about enough, maybe. Yeah. Um, so to, to summarize my thoughts, it's like an exercise program. You can't assign one to everybody. Yeah. And also another thing is from not, not having a kid to having a kid, there is shit that goes on within you that is so, what's the word, natural, so um, instinctual. Yeah. That you don't know what you don't know that feeling, or you don't know that you even possess that until you have the kid. Mm-hmm. It's like the woman who thinks she's maternal has a baby. It's the furthest thing from what she thinks she wanted. Yeah, and and there's some aspects of that for Amy. For me, I'd never thought about wanting to change a nappy or doing anything. But when I had a kid, I assume this thing. Like I see my dad, and I look at him as a dad, and I used to think about him working, coming home, playing with us, and like how the fuck did he have that energy? Yeah. Dude, you find it. And that's it. That's instinctual. That's internal. It's just a switch that goes on. And it might not go on for everybody because mm-hmm. everyone's different. Where do you think the desire to have a family comes from, from your point of view? I haven't had a desire to have a family. Uh-huh. I've never been one to... Just wanted to fuck and then it happened, basically. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? We didn't plan our son. Yeah. But he's the best thing... That's you say like that, but it was in a you you planned it in the sense of it's like okay, Amy's going to go off contraception. She wasn't you, on contraception. Yeah, that's okay. So she wasn't on the pill ever. It made her crazy. Yeah, she sure. would agree with that. It she couldn't do it, and I was like, for your head, please, please don't take that. And she was. I'm what happens? That. What happens when you? I mean, this is quite common, right? People go. Yeah, a bit yeah. Nuts. So you try a couple of types. Yeah. 
And mate, imagine me. I fucking wouldn't take a pill that's yeah, going to no. change I my... I think that it's a big... Um, I mean, I feel like we're way out of our depth talking about fucking women's contraception and all that sort of thing. But it, it I does... I think you're out of your depth when you're saying you expect a woman to take it and I fucking wouldn't take that Yeah, shit. 100%. But if you wouldn't take it yourself, how can you expect exactly. a woman? And I and don't I think have that that's expectations. Thing, I think from a health point of view, like there does seem to be a lot of risk. Like if we could... If there is a... Yeah, I think that um, it's going to be an interesting... I, I feel like the next 20, 30 years is going to be mm. maybe an interesting time. Like when, you know, if males... If there was a contraception um, that males could take, then I think... Um, I wouldn't take it. You wouldn't take it. And then... I, I mean, what is it doing? And the other is side it? is I don't expect the woman to yeah. use protection if uh-huh. you don't want that to happen. And I... So it's you like know the consequences. I know the fucking consequence. And I'm and so grateful got, for having a baby. Yeah. And it wasn't the time that we wanted. But whenever, when is the right but you time have for to, anything? Yeah, but the thing is, exactly. There's never a right time for anything. But I think that the the thing is that you wear a dinger <laughs> if you really don't want... Like, Are you the, in grade three? Do you not no, say not dinger? Dinger is like an old school Year term, seven, right? that's what I mean. No, but it's an old school, like beyond... Like I never called it a dinger. Like I use dinger as like a bit... I being a bit ironic okay like i never said dinger in school like dinger was like i'm guessing what my dad would have called it but um big term in school was you're a skinner skinner a real deep fucking burn a skinner Skinner. as in someone who doesn't use it nah a little skinner you're a skinner what does that mean (laughs) small like skinny penis i don't know it was just i just remember it from primary school you're such a skinner says the kid with no no broken voice you're a skinner man i think that the it's um yeah all of this shit's interesting uh there is if you're becoming a parent shit's gonna change and it's so natural and it is what it is so if you're not maternal like i think about me if i so you would have had the biggest priority shift ever when you found out or no or had you made the do you make the priority you know me though it's like i could i'm not one to dwell on the negative or something. I assume the positive angle, which sometimes is against me because yeah. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel the negatives and go through that, which is it can be dangerous. So for me, it was like assuming this new position of mm-hmm. okay, this sure there's a bit of nerves, but it's like we moved on to the life's going to be different. My mate uh, Simon Taylor and I can see I can actually say this because he's. Uh, there's a promo going at the moment for his comedy show. Uh, he had a fling with a chick. Then um, he moved to New York and got a uh, a message being like, hey, um, I'm pregnant and you're the dad. And it turns out that he wasn't the dad. <laughs> but it went along. 100% not the dad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. But it, it turns out it was a big clusterfuck. But he was t- the... How much that fucks people is crazy. And he... Um, uh, yeah, he's doing he's doing his whole show on it. So, dude, I think about relationships that are that the flings, yeah. or they're just like try, kind of get together, uh-huh. and that happens. It is so much pressure. Yeah, it is for a couple like Amy and I. We love each other. Well, to yeah, death. you've got that bond, like you and Amy, just like Bree and I. Like we, you have the uh, you have the buy-in. It is testing. It is where it's like some people like sleep with people just because. It's a bit crazy or stuff like that. Like, imagine 
people who sleep with someone just because they're a bit out there and a bit crazy yeah. and it ends up like that they're the partner that you're going to live with and have yeah. that plenty plenty of yeah. plenty of kids out there yeah and it's okay but it's like it's hard like if you were wanting to like okay i'm going to try and see this through it's like wow you're up for a lot of challenges because mm-hmm. if amy and i weren't what was the reaction? His... What was the... Is it crying of happiness, of crying of yeah, like... Yeah, we what both the cried. Amy was... <laughs> I've got... Oh, it's on video. I watch it, it and it's fucking emotional. Are you going to um, put it... Because it's Bodie's turns one on the 14th of Feb. Yeah. I've... Um, is it 14th? 14th of Feb. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. His middle name's Valentine. Yeah, it's cute. Bodie Valentine. Uh, um, yeah. I, it's one thing that I... I don't know. I've... I think having a family, I've thought more about releasing personal moments more than I ever have Yeah, because they're so special to me. And it's like I love capturing any moment I can. I'm at a point now where I you, people might think, oh, you're ruining the moment by capturing the moment no, because you're probably thinking about capturing the moment. I, I've got to All a point where it's a extension of my left yeah. arm is my camera yeah. and I don't even think. Like I can be in the moment and capture something. It's funny how, um, and I guess we should finish up very soon because it's only been 45 minutes, The um, <laughs> catching up with Till whose uh, little baby James was born the same day, 14. Oh, he's just, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, this is Josh's mate. Yeah, and uh, Till, like, it's funny because I don't have kids and all that sort of thing. I could go a whole conversation without really making it a thing and then i was just like oh how's james going like near the end and he like fucking i haven't seen someone grab their phone so quickly and be like oh look at all these photos i'm like man i've you've got to remember you've got to remember that context which people are living yeah. in and it's like because I, I enjoy it it's not like i'm like fucking i it's super cute but it's amazing how much it becomes part of your life because mm. you make big decisions about where you're going to live, where you're going to move, how you're going to feed. Like all of these things are heightened. Yeah. I remember early, like you and I have our fair amount of biffos. We had a biffo, a very low level biffos, <laughs> biffo before we came on about coming up with content and stuff like that. But I remember, fuck, I think it, uh, Amy was pregnant at the time I think when we were driving. I don't know if you remember. I think we were on like St. George's Road or something. I think we must have been going to one of our DFO shoots. Yeah. And I remember talking about like trying to understand having a kid. I remember you saying, mate, like, having a kid would be good for you because you wouldn't be so fucking self-absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> it would be true. And, 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 and what's agree that? that? I didn't yeah. even have a kid then. And what do you think? And has, has Because that been- it means you just... Ca- How many hours am I looking after my son or being a dad to my yeah. son but of a week? I think that my point around that was, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, is it's... Um, I wonder with like... And this isn't me being fucking high and mighty, yeah, yeah. but you go like... and. It's these are fucking hard conversations. But you go to the Philippines, you go to all these places, and you see all these kids that don't have families, or you know that that could use loving parents, mm-hmm. or even in Australia, like fuck, the, like not even looking, you know, outside of our borders, but just within Australia, how many people don't have the loving families loving family, and, yeah. and parents? And my, I remember saying at the time, and I just still don't know where I stand with it. Where it's like. How many people have kids because they want a mini me? Mm. How many people want to see like a little, like seeing what it's like? And that's what my mum's fucking obsessed with is she's yeah. like, you and Brie would have the cutest kid. Like imagine yeah. their eyes and their thing. I, I remember you saying this. It's like you want that extension of yourself. Here's the thing. If you're fucking thinking like that, if you are consciously aware enough 
to acknowledge those thoughts in your head, don't fucking have a kid. Yeah. But if you're not and you're but a loving isn't that per- okay? But is that an, not an okay? Isn't that like primal? Isn't a primal thing that we want to see that you want to spread your fucking genes far and wide? Then I'm. But if you were then to wrap a conscious thought around, like, so I want to have a little me. Well, so the thing is that it's. I guess it's the exact same thing as like when. Actually, the amazing thing about. Yeah, but mate, when, I don't. I think you've taken it far too far in terms of. I don't think people think that consciously around that. No, I don't think it's conscious at all. But I think that it's the that point on the selfish side of it which is you go in being selfish you'll come out the other side being selfless or you'll be an arsehole of a father and leave the kid yeah you, you've got because you cannot it's a muscle to being well, selfish because, yeah. and selfless you, you can't do those two things at the same time yeah so you've got to pick one or the other yeah. I, th- I think would no. that be true yeah I think that makes a lot of sense you can't be negative and positive at the same time no. you can't be selfless and selfish at the same time and instinctually I resort to being Selfless, yeah. In terms of the baby, and I'd drop anything for him, and you know, what does do it do to the dynamic? How does it change the dynamic of like relationship? So when it's it's you and Amy, super dangerous. When We've it's, disconnected on a yeah. lot of levels, yeah. and we have to reconnect. Yeah, and we are aware we're pretty a conscious couple, but we work. We have to work on it, and that that's is domain, that's why I think couple. also around the if you're not in love with your partner, yeah, before be you go hard. into it. It's a challenge. Yeah. And it's scary. They would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. So it is. It's like sleep sleep deprivation is the closest thing I've ever felt to being depressed. Yeah. Because I'm not a person who gets depression. Yeah. But I definitely feel things. And tiredness and the lack of sleep, along with the pressure of having to fucking keep working and fronting up and building something that, like a business, it's full on, dude. Yeah. And it's all and my own doing. There's so but, many, but there's all and there's all so there's there's no one way of doing things, right? So no. what you think is best for Bodhi might be different to what yeah. Amy. So it's not as easy as just do the best thing for our kid because the best thing could be, are we say is the best thing to send him to private school yeah. or public, and then that's the difference between a lot of cash, mm. that sort of thing. I've so, definitely become a dad. I said to my mate, the one who was polarized by the book, yeah. I said to him. Um, the what I said, the the biggest um, stress in relationships is money. Yeah, bring a kid into that fold as well. Like when you have a stress of money and a stress of a baby, that's that's the concoction of a disaster uh-huh. waiting to happen. Yeah, because the easier bits fucking falling apart. And then you got no fucking money to see counselling. Oh man. <laughs> and I and I think about families with no money. Like I'm fortunate enough that i'm driven to chase the you know business and do yeah. all that and amy work like but if you have nothing man yeah i that fucking hurts my heart like for families that don't have anything yeah and i and i never felt like that before but uh-huh. I, you, it's like something you you don't truly understand it until you're in it and it's like what's that empathy you can't it's the easiest way to build empathy is like fucking being there right mm. um and uh yeah, experiencing it. And and there's probably some people who are disconnected from that. And that's where, like, that's what I find really interesting is I don't think, I think I maybe have a lack, like, not enough empathy for parents mm. at the but, moment. And, and I don't know how you're going to get it unless you become one. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's okay. And I think it's okay yeah. too, right? It's the difference between, what is it, empathy and... Sympathy. Sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> empathy is feeling empathy, what someone else feels. Yeah. And understanding that yeah. feeling. 
So, and you can't, and it's and hundred percent you cannot feel. Yeah, that's what I was saying about my dad. It's like I now know what he was going through. <laughs> yeah, in terms of being. Have you gotten closer of, to your parents? Do you think since you've had a kid, or what's that done? Uh, my dad, my dad loves Bodie, and so does my mum. But I th- and I, it's nice seeing them. It's like this reward for them that. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think your brothers I've got a got close relationship kids? with my family anyway. My bro's got one. Yeah. My middle bro and then my older brother has a dog. <laughs> with within the family within family dynamics, I feel like with my like is there a sense is there a closer sense of not competition but comparison with family do you think around like how are they doing their like an expectation nah, I, of I haven't lived there, but maybe yeah. some other families that are yeah. like mine do. Yeah. But I, I haven't. Yeah. I could see how it could happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I guess there's so many different ways to sort of chop the cheese. Mm. <laughs> that saying love cheese. Thing. I fucking love cheese. You, you prefer to eat cheese than look after yeah. your baby. I mean, this was a bit of a different, like just as a quick retrospective, a different episode. Yeah. How do you feel, like in all seriousness, how do you feel? Do you, th- do you like this sort of format? Went fast. We talked a lot. I mean, when you talk about something that's close to you, it's pretty yeah. easy to continue do you think this sort of shit is more like do you think this is too the the one thing that makes me feel uncomfortable about it is i don't like it's not an area that i'm playing in that i know mm. and i feel like i could look ignorant maybe I, the, the thing about this podcast is honesty yeah and i don't you know so if you can be honest and yeah. share the thing it's like the videos that have done well for me i felt a bit uncomfortable about sharing yeah and they're topics that you're exploring and you can put caveats on everything you say yeah. to save your ass. But well, I think shit- the, the one caveat I would say is like, there's no judge, like I've got no judgment on the, like just like you, even though you- Josh is on the fence on everything. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> don't think he feels a certain way no, but, to a no, but in minority the sense of like group. Any or- of this stuff is, is from an, uh, trying to understand versus yeah. a place of like negative judgment. Yeah. I just don't actually fucking know. Like if I can't understand, if I can't relate to a certain thing, it's hard for me to build understanding. Mm. Um, I, I think if your heart's in the right place in life, your words can be taken out of context. But when you truly feel something- like that's not me. Yeah. Whatever they. Yeah. Whatever they've listened to, and that. Chunk it's the art of not giving a fuck. That they really, are thinking, they didn't listen on, which yeah. gave them context of what I was saying. So. And people are just constantly. <clears throat> I think that I think I said it last ep. I feel like it's the theme of the year, but people will fucking project yeah. out their ass, and it's um. <laughs> project out their ass. Project out their ass. Okay. Exactly. After and, a bit uh, of yeah, bad a bit time. of spitty bum. But uh, <laughs> no, thanks, guys. So. Uh, w- I feel like these sorts of conversations allow for people to to reach out and give us their thoughts. So we yeah. do have an email Have you been address. polarized by anything we've said? Yeah. I mean, have you maybe you haven't even gotten this far, but we've got an email address, which is hi at thedailytalkshow.com. And um, we also have the P.O. box if you want to send <laughs> us something, uh, which is P.O. box 400 Abbotsford, Victoria 3067. And we're on the socials as well, just our names and on YouTube, uh, Tommy's YouTube.com forward slash Tommy Jacket and I am YouTube.com forward slash Josh Jansen. Uh, I hope you have a great Wednesday. Um, I'm late fun. for work. Yeah, this went fuck, it's nearly lunch. How long's it gone? It's gone for 51 minutes. All right, tomorrow All right. won't be this long. No, shorter. Thanks, Catch guys. Catch you, Mars. Bye.